Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith, how the two come together and lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM, The Fan. Oh, welcome to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner, the head pastor at Brookside Baptist Church. Pastor, what's going on? Uh, staying busy, Mike, and uh, glad to be with you again today. Man, it's good to see you. I appreciate uh, your willingness to come in. Our special guest today, he's a young guy, man, I'll tell you what, uh, Noah Weiss is his name. He's the engagement associate at Uncommon Sports Group. Noah, how you doing? Doing great, Mike. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, you bet. We really appreciate your time and and uh, looking forward to, to learning more about Uncommon Sports Group. It's Uncommon sg.org is the website and we'll talk about that uh throughout the show uh noah can you tell us a little bit about what uncommon sports group is yeah absolutely mike i appreciate you asking yeah for sure so uncommon sports group we are a sports ministry um i'd say similar to athletes in action and fellowship of christian athletes which many of you i'm sure are familiar with Um, but we are different in a way where we don't minister to athletes directly um, but to individuals that are serving the athletes, so coaches, um, ad- administrators at the college level, athletic trainers, uh, individuals in marketing and broadcasting. So the support side um, of the sports industry is really what we're focused on, which is a unique mission field um, for us, but it's an important mission field. You think about a sports team, and you think about all the individuals that are a part of it, the athletes only make up about 20% of that team. Uh, the rest of the organization is individuals that are working on the support side of sports. So it has an impact for the kingdom of God. It has an impact for the industry as a whole. Um, so our mission, in, in short, is to develop Christ-centered leaders of the college and professional sports industry. And so a Christ-centered leader is an individual that doesn't just claim they're a Christian by their words, but their tongue matches their tongue. You know, what, what they talk about matches how they walk it out. Mm-hmm. Um, it is really how we picture it, right? An individual that is, is living what they're, what they're claiming and showing who Christ is within the sports industry, within their workplace, um, which is a tremendous blessing for us to see young professionals who are striving to be coaches or striving to be equipment, equipment managers uh, really serving Christ in a unique way. So that's really what we do in, in a nutshell, and we do that through a, a wide variety of ways. Um, really one of the key ways is our USG Academy which is an eight-week program, it's all virtual, in which we really train our, our academy participants, how do you live a Christ-centered life? How do you live called to the Great Commission? How do you live committed to becoming like Christ? 
and how do you live connected to a local church? Uh, really the three key ways that we train uh, young professionals of how to live their faith in sports. So in a nutshell, that's what we are. Uh, it's a tremendous blessing for us to really walk alongside um, over 300 young professionals throughout the country. Uh, we are one of the largest uh, organizations of Christian sport leaders, the largest in the support side of sports, the non-athlete side, uh, which is a tremendous blessing for us as an organization. Oh, Noah, that sounds awesome. This is uh, Pastor Ken, Noah. And um, as I was listening to you talk and, and looking over a little bit of your bio, that really kind of goes hand in hand with, you know, what what you've been doing, um, you know, uh, with uh, the different sports and and teams that you've been associated with, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was a. Uh, I spent four years at Butler University, which is in Indianapolis, Indiana. A lot of you know Gordon Hayward as one of our uh, most yeah. famous graduates, and Brad Stevens was a coach there for many years. Never, never heard uh, of either but... of those guys. <laughs> I have no idea who those guys are. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. If you're if you're from the Midwest, you know both. Yeah, guys, trust sure. me. Yeah. In fact, Pastor Ken's uh, uh, Pastor Ken's son, I coached him, and his game, and I and I told him this for years. Um, it's like he modeled. Now he wasn't quite as good as as his Hayward, but his his game just like him. You know, as far as changing speeds and being able to knock down jump shots and and mid range shots and and uh, yeah, I, I did, look. I, I was a big fan of his in college for sure. Yeah, well, you know, Absolutely. my son that you coach, he you think he had to get that from me, right, Mike? He um he he came to me as a kid who couldn't dribble with either hand, and as a coach, I developed that part of him. So and that's why we sent all of them to you, Mike. You yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, no doubt. Hey, well, by the way, um, Nor, where did you grow up? And 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 we'll get back to Butler, I promise you. But where did you grow up, and and uh, how did you end up going to Butler University? Yeah, so I grew up in Kalamazoo, Michigan. It's on the west side of the state, kind of an hour south of Grand Rapids, if you're familiar with Grand Rapids area. Um, you know, and, and I was an athlete growing up my entire life. I, I played football. That was my, my main sport. I ran track. I played baseball. I did soccer. Pretty much if it involved the ball, I, I was a part of it. Um, and I really enjoyed sports growing up um, and really kind of heading into my senior year, I was unclear of what I wanted to do. I grew up a huge Notre Dame fan. Unfortunately, my dad grew up in South Bend, so I had to deal with Notre Dame athletics, but I'm a huge Notre Dame fan, um, and I really wanted to be a, a part of that university. And obviously, it's a challenging place to go to school. Uh, it's a high-level institution. It's expensive, and I couldn't, I couldn't get in. I couldn't afford it, uh, so I had to find a new direction for my college uh, experience, and I found Butler University, a, a small private school in Indianapolis, I was pretty impressed with the programs they had. I was impressed with uh, the sports they had for being a small university, and that's where I ended up um, taking my my college experience, too. And it really was a a blessing. Um, It's definitely not a Christian institution, but it does have a lot of uh, tremendous aspects to it that really molded me um, into into becoming the person I am. Yeah, and and second segment, we will ask Noah to to share his testimony. Um, When when you got to, to Butler University, um, did you know that that uh, when you when you walked on campus that being a basketball manager might be something you wanted to do, or did that just happen to fall in in your lap? And I'll tell you this: um, you look when when people hear, yeah, I was the the basketball manager for the men's basketball team. I don't know if they understand how hard you guys work yeah. and the amount of time that yeah. you have to put in. I used to work with a guy that was a manager for the football team up at in Wisconsin. And he said, man, 
like behind the scenes, nobody has any idea the amount of time and how hard it is to do this kind of stuff. And I'm wondering when yeah. you walked on campus at Butler, is that something that, that, that you thought about when you walked on? You know, I, it really wasn't. I always tell people the story because I think it really shows the power of a single conversation of really stepping out of your comfort zone. Uh, I was on campus a week early prior to the week I had to move in. I really wanted to get to know people. I was kind of new, obviously, to campus. I didn't know anybody going to the university, so it was a whole new scene for me. Um, so what I did is I, I joined a pre-Welcome Week program um, that was called Sports Town. Obviously, Indianapolis is a very big sports town. There's the Indy 500. There's the Colts. It's the NCAA headquarters. There's basketball with the Pacers. I mean, it's everywhere, and it's a big deal. Um, and so this was a, a program they had. I wanted to check out the stadiums. We got to see the Indy 500. And we got to see all the different stadiums and arenas. Um, but at the very end of the trip, the last thing that we did that week was tour Hinkle Fieldhouse. And our tour guide was one of the basketball managers. And it happenstance, his mother was the leader of that group called the Sportstown uh, Pre-Welcome Week group. And I was curious of how he became a manager. And so I went up to the leader of our group who was uh, the mother of this basketball manager, and I just said, hey, how does your son become a basketball manager? And she just said, yeah, he, he applied, and I, I can direct you if you're interested to the person that um, is in charge of, of handling applications. I'm like, oh, I, I'd love that. That'd be a great opportunity. Um, so that one conversation really sparked the fire um, to me becoming a, a basketball manager. I had no experience. My, my resume was I worked at a golf course and I played football. Um, I had no basketball background. I had no accolades that really uh, made me qualified but um, it was really by God's grace and I'm really grateful uh, for that opportunity it's, it's one of the highlights of my life thus far you know Noah, that, that's awesome here and I, I was just kind of on the edge of my seat thinking I bet Noah took on Gordon Hayward and yeah. uh, and horse and won and ended up yeah. becoming manager I you know that'd be a better story <laughs> and, and, and you know what Noah shot left it too no, Noah went right. offhand on Gordon and beat him, but I, I that didn't I didn't hear that coming. At, I, I was all. just thinking, man, that's ha- that. I mean, he got there a week early. He's got to take Gordon on. He- <laughs> no, there's some guards on that team too. That trust me, none of us could take any of those guys off the dribble. We were talking to Noah Weiss, engagement associate for Uncommon Sports Group, and and listen, I the Uncommon podcast. I, I'm going to really direct people to it. I listen to uh, a number of, of uh, parts of different uh, different segments and podcasts, and uh, I love the one where, where you talked about coming off the, the mission field and um, you know what that what that trip, how that affected you. And it's interesting mm. because I highlighted um, on your website where where. You know, Drew talked about three weeks in Rwanda allowed him to experience the transformational power of a mission trip firsthand, uh, leading to the creation of development through service model, which, um, you know, we're, we are founded on today. And I highlighted that because Pastor's been on a number of, of missions trips. Hey, we've got a few minutes before we get to a break. Can you talk a little bit about uh, the mission trip that you you just came off of a few uh, a month ago or so, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So we were in Kenya. Uh, Nairobi specifically was the city that we were in, uh, in Kenya. About a month ago, we were there June 3rd through June 16th of this summer. Um, and mission trips are a huge part of what we do as a ministry. Um, kind of to your point about what Drew said, it really is development through service. 
um, a huge part of our organization. And so we took 10 of our members um, that are part of our organization over to Kenya. Um, we were able to fund all of their trips, so they all went for free. Um, and we do that through a program called Clean Out for a Cause, which we can talk more about later. Um, but that's how we fund these trips, which is a huge blessing from the Lord. Um, but it was an incredible trip. I mean, the opportunities we had to serve were uh, just tremendous. Um, really, one of the, the main uh, opportunities we had um, was we connected with a local school um, in a community that lives in pretty serious poverty. A lot of the families in this community are living off $50 a month uh, for their entire family. So it's a unique environment, something I've never personally seen of just the poverty that is in this area. Um, but we went to this school and we provided um, the whole school with tons of sports equipment, um, cones, soccer balls, basketballs, footballs, um, just different equipment that they can use during their recess and during their free time while in school. Um, and on top of that, we spent four days um, hosting sports camps. And so essentially what it looks like is a day camp where we teach these kids how to play American sports. So American football, um, basketball, volleyball, um, we do soccer drills, we do relays. We just spend time really just ministering through uh, experience and really giving these kids a reason to smile, a reason to enjoy time at school, and just providing them the, the skills that they wouldn't have otherwise, um, and really teaching them the importance of not just how to play a sport, but how to live a life that, that reflects Christ. Um, so it was an incredible experience, even just being with kids that are, that are two years old and all the way up to uh, 12 to 15 years old. It was a broad range of ages, but it was a tremendous time, and I think really you learn more about yourself than anything um, on those trips, and you really see how God uses those unique opportunities to grow you closer to Him and really rely on Him. Um, obviously, being in a, a new country like Kenya can be scary. Um, it can be a, a unique challenge being in a, in a totally different culture and environment, um, but it makes you trust in Christ. It makes you lean totally on Him the entire time, which I think for all of us was a tremendous opportunity for us to grow closer to Him. Yeah, Noah, that you're you're absolutely right with all of what you were just sharing. You know, I uh, I've been over to Nairobi a couple times. First time we ran uh, basketball camps over there, and the second time we just ran uh, some camps, um, just yeah. like uh, summer type camps. You know, day camps for the kids. And we had games. We had, you know, chapel and some different things like that. But uh, the first time I was in Nairobi was when. Um, uh, that was our first introduction uh, with Al Qaeda. Uh, I was there when the wow. when the embassy, the U.S. embassy, was attacked. I was about 15, 20 wow. minutes from there because our planes had gotten delayed, and and uh, so that 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 trip afforded a lot of opportunities, especially being from the states. And I mean, many of those folks felt bad, mm. you know, uh, for the embassy being being bombed and attacked like that. And so that opened up all kind of opportunities yeah. for us, but. Yeah, uh, just some great opportunities there in Nairobi, that's for sure. Our guest is Noah Weiss. He's the Engagement Associate, Uncommon Sports Group. Go to uncommonsg.org. And when Noah talked about being able to to give the kids from that school um, some different things, I'm, I'm sure that that came from Clean Out for a Cause. And we'll talk about that later in the show, but it's... Uh, it can be an overwhelming to determine uh, a cost-effective, easy way to clean out surplus gear, right? And and this is right on their website. They accept shirts and gloves and, and travel suits, polos, socks, cleats, shoes, shorts, hats, things like that. And I'm sure that that's what they do with those. And we'll talk more about that in the third segment. 
Again, he's Noah Weiss, engagement associate, Uncommon Sports Group. Go to UncommonSG.org. We'll ask for his testimony on the other side of the break. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. More now of Faith in the Zone. Discovering people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. Pastor and Noah are talking about uh, stories on mission trips and he's telling a story about the Lions. I, if I Had I known that, Pastor, there's 17 lines around where you were sleeping outside, I would have. You know, put some fresh cooked brats or something in your in your your sleeping bag. Those boys would have came in looking for you. I, I tell you, it, it scared me to death. In fact, the true story: I I turn I put my light on my watch and crawl underneath the covers and read Daniel six, Daniel in the lion's den, because that's where I felt like I was at the time. Seriously, and I got I got some great principles to apply to my own life from Daniel six. Man, that's I, awesome. I wish I would have been just like being able to like you know watch that, <laughs> just to be able to watch you just sneak under the, 
Man, that would be scary, by the way, for sure. Hey, Noah, the second segment on Faith in the Zone, we always ask our guests to uh, to share their testimony. And if you've been willing to do that, we'd appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely, Mike, for sure. So uh, kind of I was processing through this the other day, and I really think like many um, families, or that I grew up in a small town of, of Michigan, and my parents were white-collar. I think it's traditional to grow up in a pretty nominal Christian home. Um, grew up believing in God. That was a standard for our family to, to believe that God existed. Um, we attended church, and so my foundation as a child was that God exists, and you go to church, and that really was it. Um, my parents were amazing. They did a great job raising my brother and I, and I'm uh, really blessed to have them as as parents, but there was a lack of understanding for me of what it really meant to know, uh, enjoy, and glorify God with your life. I had no idea what that really meant to have a relationship with Jesus. And so I, I will say I had a pretty basic uh, childhood. I didn't have many struggles. Um, obviously, there's things here and there. I'd say really when I faced my first challenges uh, in life was really in my eighth grade year. Um, I have a, a, an autoimmune disorder called alopecia, um, which is a hair loss disease. Um, so I was diagnosed with alopecia in eighth grade, heading into my freshman year. It was the summer before high school, um, which was a unique time to go through a physical transformation like that. Um, and it really was the first time I had to kind of understand who, what my identity was. Who was I? Uh, was I really rooted in what people thought about me? Because if I was, there was going to be challenges in the upcoming year. Um, and that was something I really had to work through. On top of that, in the same season of of my life, one of my really close friends that I played sports with um, was diagnosed with melanoma cancer, um, which is obviously very rare for somebody that's 15 years old, but he was diagnosed, uh, ended up being a stage four, um, and he was really going, going through quite a bit. Um, and so really having to, to see that at such a young age was was challenging. Uh, I think what, what God really did in that season of my life um, which showed me how dependent I needed to be on him. Uh, it wasn't an immediate thing, but I saw my friend go from kind of a nominal Christian like myself to a radical follower of Jesus. This challenge he was going through brought him so close to Christ. He was evangelizing to my friends. He was taking us to youth group consistently. He'd show up in a wheelchair at a youth group. He would be there no matter what, um, spending time with us and showing us how much he cared and loved us even during this season of his life um, where he could have been bitter about the circumstances. He was serving God and serving us. And it was really a testament to what the Holy Spirit was doing in his life. Um, at the time, I was unsure of what that really was. Um, I didn't know the Holy Spirit. I didn't know exactly what you know God was doing in this situation. Um, and, and my friend ended up passing away. And it wasn't an, an immediate change for me. I feel like I really had, you know, a stronger belief in God at that point, just based on the situation, but I wasn't, um, I know, found it, I wasn't I know, following Jesus Christ and found it in His truth at that moment of my life. Um, kind of continued on through high school, and in my senior year, I faced two more significant challenges, one of which was, uh, I had a pretty serious eating disorder. Um, I had anorexia, which turned into bulimia, um, which is very rare for a man. It's actually tough to talk about it still for me, because it is somewhat of an, an embarrassing thing to say, hey, I was a male that struggled with a, a predominantly female uh, struggle. Um, but it was something that I, I rooted my identity in my athletic abilities. I rooted my identity in my body and what I looked like and what people thought about me. And that, that resulted in a damaging um, health disease and, and mental disorder, which is 
um, and, and, and anorexia and bulimia. So I dealt with that. And my dad was also diagnosed with cancer my senior year. Um, my he had goodness. non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, so I was, I was really going through it, as many will say. Um, it, was, it was a challenging season of life, and I, I didn't know how to respond. And I, and I think that's where I look back, and I, I wasn't um, founded in Christ. I had nowhere to go. Um, and so I really just kind of was in a place where I was numb to what was going on. I was trying to kind of block it out, put on the blinders. I was going to college pretty soon and just kind of wanted to move on. That was really what my focus was. Um, and actually getting to Butler and being a basketball manager is what kind of gave me a mental boost. Um, I loved it, and I worked really hard. And for the majority of my time at Butler, that was my, my everything was basketball. And basically I did school and I did basketball, and that's all I did um, during my time at Butler. I put in as much work as I could. I wanted to be in the offices as much as I could. And it really wasn't until my junior year when God really started moving in my life. Um, I, I lived with five basketball players my sophomore year. Um, I was hoping to live with them again my junior year, but we got a walk on that um, transfer from a, a Division three school, and now he was going to live with those players, and, and I had nowhere to go. Uh, thankfully, one of the other managers with me, who I wasn't super close with, um, but I knew he was really strong in his faith. He was he was a born again Christian. He was very devout. Um, he would miss practices on Sunday mornings to go to church. He was just that, you know, in in, in a deep relationship with Christ. And so he invited me to live with him. I, I go and, and I and I move in with him. And he said, Hey, you know, I think I'm going to start a Bible study in our apartment this year. And I know you, know, you mentioned you're a Christian or you grew up in a Christian home. I'd love for you to join us. Um, and so I said, yeah, sure, and I'll, I'll join and be there as much as I can. And it ended up being a very life-changing um, Bible study for me. Uh, I, I really look back at my friend and consider just who he was and the kind of Christian he was. And I think he really showed me, um, and this always makes me emotional, but just what it means to be a follower of Christ and what it means to love people. Um, I was living a very dark lifestyle. I was getting into to drugs and, and alcohol and, and, and abusing sex and just things of this nature that, that weren't of God. Um, and he was around me in this, in this season and knowing the things I was doing, but he never condemned me for my actions. He loved me. He invited me to study. He invited me to church. And over this time, I started to see who Jesus was. And I remember watching a sermon one night during our Bible study. We kind of stopped reading and we went to a sermon instead for this particular week. And it was by a pastor named Judith Smith, who's um, actually in Seattle, Washington. And he preached um, a sermon called It Doesn't Really Matter. And the entire sermon was about having an eternal mindset. And his, the verses he used were from Ecclesiastes. And I really processed, you know, wow, like the things that I focus on, like basketball and, you know, having status on campus because I'm a manager and desiring to work in the NFL one day. All these things that I'm hoping for and putting my life on, they don't matter. They don't have eternal significance. And I really just kind of process, you know, where am I with God? Where, where am I in this walk of, of this life? Like, I don't really know where I am in my relationship with God. And so I took some time to really think about that. And I realized in that season of taking time to analyze my faith that I didn't have any. I realized that I, I didn't know if Jesus was really God. I didn't know if I could actually trust the Bible. I had a lot of doubts that were kind of hidden beneath the surface. And so at that same time, the coronavirus hit. And I was sent home from school, and obviously that was a long break for all of us. Um, but I used that time 
um, to really dive into Christian apologetics. I said, you know what, I'm going to do a least struggle. I'm going to see, is this actually true? And if it is, I'll give my life to it. If it's not, I won't. Um, and so I spent too much time <laughs> on the internet and reading books, uh, really just trying to find truth. Um, and there was a moment where I realized, Noah, you know what's true. You, you've, you've studied and read and, and watched as much as you could, and, and you know the truth that Christ is, is the Son of God, and that Jesus came to this earth to, to live, die, and, and uh, be risen again for your sins. But you just need to take the moment of moving it from your head to your heart, and you need mm-hmm. to accept Christ. And that was really the Holy Spirit moving in me. Um, so I was baptized that summer. It was June 4th of 2020. Um, and my life has been changed ever since. Obviously, I'm not perfect. I'm not a perfect Christian. There's been challenges since, and there's been tough days since. Uh, but Jesus absolutely transformed my life. Um, I wanted to work in the NFL. That was my dream. Um, I ended up here at Uncommon Sports Group serving in ministry, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. It's um, it's, it's a blessing, and I'm just so thankful that Christ mm-hmm. saved my life and took me away from a lot of darkness and a lot of sin and a lot of Amen. Pain. Amen. We are talking to Noah Weiss. He's engagement associate for Uncommon Sports Group. Go to UncommonSG.org and make sure you check out the Uncommon podcast. You can get it anywhere. And and you can you literally can get it anywhere. And it's really good. And Noah is is on that podcast. Pastor? Noah, great testimony of how you you know, you had the knowledge and but I lo- I loved your uh, analogy at was in your head and never made it down to your heart till, you know, you were there in college and you put your trust in Christ. And I thought it was pretty neat to follow the Lord in baptism pretty pretty quickly after that. But one thing that stood out to me when you said, man, I was, I, I, had, I was looking for the truth. And I thought, you know, that's a lot of people out there, Noah. They're looking for the truth. And I think one of the most controversial verses in all the Bible is John 14, 6, because in the original Greek, yeah. you know, it says, Jesus said, I am the only way. I am the only truth. I am the only life. He, uh, he that cometh to my Father, no one can come to my Father except through me. And a lot of people will be like, well, how come he can be, how come he's the only way? And he is the only way. He is the only truth. And people are looking for truth. And it's personified in the in the person of Jesus and what he did for us, you know, on the cross. And, and he paid for our sin. And, and, and that is just so powerful uh, with what God was doing in your life. And man, the the two two guys stood out. The one that passed away there in high school, and then the one that you know you went well, and roomed with in college. I mean, what testimonies yeah. those guys had of a relationship with Jesus Christ. And speaking of that, Noah, what was your roommate's name? His name was Connor Oswald. He actually works in Nashville, Tennessee now, and for a Christian music platform called Platform Artists. Uh, so he's still pursuing the Lord, and in the context of Christian worship music, which is awesome. Good for him, and Pastor. You don't think that Division Three walk-on that that got the room where where Noah was living and they had to kick him out? There was no coincidence. There, oh no, there? God, no. God, God, God had all that planned out. God said, "Okay, here we go." Noah's still searching. He's not doing. He's not. He's not living free right now. Let me put him with Connor. Let me play a little chess here. Move, move this piece over here, and let's see what Noah can do for me. Once he he gets to hang out with with Connor for a little while, I, I I just when you look back at that and that'd be a really difficult time, Noah. Right, you were planning on living there again, and when this D three walk on comes in and they say no, you have to go somewhere else. 
that had to be really upsetting. But when you go, when you look back at it, you think, well, okay, Lord, thank you for that. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, 100%. And it's actually amazing because I wasn't close with Connor. Um, and I wasn't totally excited to live with him, and I hope he doesn't actually listen to this, but if he does, I, <laughs> I hope he does. Now. We're good. Um, We're calling him to get him on here, too. Then he can say things absolutely. about you behind your back. I'm just kidding. That's awesome. <laughs> right. Hey, last question before we get to a break. Grew up in, in Michigan. They've got yeah. the Lions there. You worked for the Indianapolis Colts, and yet you're a New England Patriots fan? Like, what's going on? Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, it, it confuses me to this day, but I grew up in Michigan, kind of like Mike said, um, and I had the choice of being a Lions fan or trading up for a better team. And at the time, <laughs> it was 2007, and the Patriots were undefeated that year. I had no other choice. So I chose the Patriots with Randy Moss and Tom Brady. That was a great squad. And uh, I'm still a fan to this day. It's a little harder now because they're not quite as good, but I'm still on that wagon. You know, there sure. is some, 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 just a little bit of room left on the bandwagon if you want to come to the Packers hotline. Just come on. It'll be all right. I, no, oh, just, man. I, give it I, some I, thought. I think, that'd be, I think that'd be sinful for a Michigander. Yeah. I don't think I can oh, do that. yeah. You could not wear green and gold in Detroit. I'll <laughs> tell you that. He is Noah no, White's, again, engagement associate, Uncommon Sports Group. Go to uncommonsg.org. There's a lot um, about this organization that we could talk about, I, I would ask you to to um, go to the Uncommon podcast, and they have some really great, not only great guests. In fact, Laval Laval Jordan from Butler, three yeah, days yeah, after he yeah, got yeah. let go, well, yeah. he was here. He walked out and took the Butler job. Yeah, is he still there? You know, he got let go in May, and he was on their podcast three days later. And uh, we'll ask Noah about that. We're also going to ask. There's a number of ways that that if you're feeling led. Uh, to be able to give to the to to this cause, and it's it's a nonprofit organization doing great stuff all over the the world. Uh, a couple ways to donate: you can donate to USG by going to that website, and um, they there is a number. There's a financially there's there's a place to hit a hit a button and be able to donate, or look at look at Clean Out for a cause, and that's cleanout.org. Cleanout.org, and you can get there by going to their their website and their main website again, and that's uncommonsg.org. But but read Noah's bio and and go to that podcast. You get a really good feel what this young man is all about, and he's really good on that podcast. Very engaging and extremely interesting conversation. Not quite as engaging as you and I are, Pastor. No, I'm sure. Yeah. And, and, and you know, the guests aren't quite as good as we get, but, you know, young guy's getting there. Yeah. He's getting there. He's Noah Weiss. Again, he is an engagement associate, Uncommon Sports Group. This is Faith in the Zone. On 1250 AM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Rawhide Youth Services. Here are hosts, Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. Only on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, my my special guest. I keep wanting you to be my special Side, guest. Sidekick. My, sidekick. my sidekick, my co-host. <laughs> He is the head pastor at Brookside Baptist Church, Pastor Ken Keltner. So, P Pastor, real quick, uh, we have moved out of uh, one book into another, man. You're moving through this Bible pretty quick. Oh, yeah, we, we did Jonah, and now we're uh, we're going to be in 1 Corinthians. So, uh, for for yeah. how, how long? 
That might take. That's going to take you. A well, bit, and, and and we're in Psalm on Sunday night, so if I actually did all hundred and fifty, you know, Psalms, we'd be about three years. But I'm not, I'm only going to do half. Had a boy, you know. Uh, no, if you ever get to Milwaukee, you can come sit in the back with me at Brookside Baptist Church, and he is a Baptist minister, so you know what that means, right, Noah? He's going long, brother. Man. He's going a little <laughs> bit long, and it's okay. I love that. Yeah, do you? Yeah, 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 me too. I love it. <laughs> yeah, he's always looking at his watch. Yeah. No, man, no. I'm I'm trying to take better notes. I I keep notes on my watch or something. Yeah, I don't. That's so. I don't know. Hey, um, Noah, let's talk more about about Uncommon Sports Group. How did you find out about them, and what made you you know go to them or them come to you and say, look, this would be a good fit to have you come work here. Yeah, absolutely. So it was kind of a, it actually was a God thing for sure. Um, I was searching for a ministry position. I, I told in my testimony that I really had a desire to work in the NFL. And then the Lord, once I came to him, really pushed me to go into ministry. Um, so at first I was like, all right, I'm going to seminary school. And I'm getting my MDiv. I'm going to be a pastor. And then that's what I'm going to do. Um, and then I had some conversations with some trusted people in my life who said, hey, maybe you should look at sports ministry. I think you fit well in that realm. And so I kind of dove into athletes in action. I became a campus leader for um, our campus as a student campus leader. I led a Bible study with the basketball team and I was really enjoying that. And then in my second semester of my senior year, I actually uh, interned with athletes in action and my supervisor said, Hey, I know of a ministry in Minneapolis called uncommon sports group. I know they're looking for some new hires. I think you'd fit well. Um, they actually minister to people that work in sports. I think you'd fit well with your experience. So I said, oh, man, that's, that's awesome. So I applied um, for this position that I have now. I uh, went through the interview process, and by God's grace, I uh, was able to come up here to Minneapolis and be a part of the ministry. Noah, did you, have to, did, you, did you have to raise your own support to be part of that ministry, or did they, are, are you, did they have salary uh, positions available? Yeah, it's actually kind of a unique model. Um, so we're half support, half salary. And I actually really enjoy that aspect of it. Um, I think support raising really makes you trust in the Lord in a way that you don't um, if you are on salary. So it's really pushed me to get out of my comfort zone and have conversations. Um, what I've learned is it can be a great ministry opportunity to really sit down with people in your life that may be far from the Lord and tell them about your ministry work, tell them about what God has done in your life. And uh, hopefully he uses that for for some fruit that grows. But, um, yeah, it, it, it's a cool model. Uh, at first I was hesitant, but the Lord has really was a great opportunity for ministry. So so are you uh, fully supported then on, on that side of it? Yeah, so it, it, it's got, it, it is a unique model with the half salary, half support. But, yeah, I am I am fully supported. I spent the first month or so of, of my time um, working and doing all of my support. So it was kind of the first step of, being a part of the organization, which I think was a great way to kind of jump into it um, and be challenged in that way for sure. Boy, that good for you. There is a way, if you go to that website, and, and it's really easy to navigate, it's a really good website, a ton of, of, of ways to understand everything that they're trying to accomplish and how they're going about it, uncommonsg.org, uncommonsg.org. And then if you go, there's an easy way if you, you're feeling led to donate to this uh, this this company and to their mission statement, um, easy way to do that, and you can you can hit a button and donate, 
The other way is 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 clean out for a cause. And no, we don't have a ton of time, but can you talk a little bit about what clean out for a cause is? Yeah, I'd love to. So Clean Out for a Cause is one of our partner brands. We have three brands kind of under the Uncommon Sports Group umbrella. Um, Uncommon Sports Group is the one. The second is Clean Out for a Cause, and the third is Authentic Athletic Apparel. Um, Clean Out for a Cause is really the engine behind our operations. We take donations from college and pro sports teams um, and really anybody that feels called to donate. And it could be a hoodie, it could be a, a T-shirt, it could be shoes, cleats, socks, and any sports equipment and apparel that any team or individual has, they can donate directly to us by going to cleanout.org and requesting a box and a label. We'll send you a prepaid label, we'll send you a box, you fill that box, you stamp on the label, you bring it to your local FedEx, uh, and we send it back to us, and we'll take care of that. We actually have a team of about 12 individuals that work in our warehouse uh, we actually collect about three tons of gear a week and then we turn and sell that on our website which is authentic athletic apparel um, and we use all of those funds we are a 501c3 nonprofit um, to benefit the ministry and provide the funding that we need um, to run the operation yeah so noah uh that that sounds uh, like a great opportunity and so do you have several pro teams that will jump in, into this and get involved with that Yes, we have a ton of, of pro teams that, that are involved. We have over half of all pro teams and around 75 um, college teams in, in Division One that are a part of, of what we do with Clean Out for a Cause. One of our biggest uh, donors is the L.A. Clippers. is, is a big one. Um, and tons of teams across the NBA is one of our biggest partners, also the Minnesota Timberwolves. And then from a college standpoint, the Oregon Ducks uh, are a huge donor. We're grateful for them uh, donating some of their awesome Nike stuff to us. So we are blessed and that the Lord has really used it for his glory and it's been a great part of, of this ministry really getting off the ground. You get, you get any Oklahoma Sooner stuff? You know, here and there, we actually have a couple of our members who work on staff for Oklahoma in, in the basketball and football areas. Ah. Um, but it, 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 it's pretty, it's a pretty on and off donation, but I do love the Sooners gear. I love their, their Jordan apparel. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I grew up in Oklahoma, so I... You know, I, I, I root for Wisconsin and all, but I mean, can't I'm, even I'm, say Wisconsin. <laughs> Do you hear that? He can't, he can't even, he can, he can barely even with, say with, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Man. And uh, yeah, so yeah, I, I, yeah. I grew up as a Sooner fan. So, hey, uh, no one, yeah. thank goodness that, you know, you don't have a, a Southern accent because by the end of the first segment, you can't even understand Pastor Ken anymore. Yeah. He goes right back to y'all and kissing your mama and, and all yeah. of that. He, 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 he's talking about a Bobby Bowden interview we had. And, you know, Bobby's oh, with the Lord today, but you have to go back and listen to Bobby Bowden because uh, he, he, he was very Southern and I picked it up real quick. I read you hear that real it. quick, man. Us Midwest boys know we never, you know, we talk the way we talk. He by the, I'm yes, telling sir. you, by the third segment with Bobby Bowden, I didn't understand Bobby and I didn't understand Pastor, so I didn't say much there in the third or fourth segment. Um, that's for sure. Hey, the move um, to Minneapolis for you, uh, and and not knowing people in that area was that was was that a good move for you? Was it a difficult transition? You know, it was actually a lot better than I expected. I went in completely blind. I had never been to Minneapolis. I got my apartment on Apartments.com and never toured it um, in person. I did a virtual tour and kind of distrusted the process, and thankfully it worked out. Um, but the transition was great. I, I got great coworkers here at USC that were uh, more than helpful in every single way of getting me involved. 
Um, actually, and one of the huge blessings was I started a Bible study in my apartment by God's grace. It was a great group, and two of those individuals in that study have become great friends of mine. Um, so the move has been great, and I've really adjusted. Um, and I think if you're in the right place, if you're in a place where you know that God has called you to be, regardless of where it is, I think He will allow you to be comfortable and give you people in your life that can help you navigate the challenges. So I felt that He did that. Um, and I was truly grateful and blessed to the people that he put in my life in this season. That's awesome. Uncommon Sports Group, they exist to, to come alongside future leaders of the sports industry. You know, we didn't get a chance, and we're not going to have a, a chance to talk about the academy. I would recommend go to UncommonSG.org, UncommonSG.org, and take a look at, get the information on on this USG Academy and what it entails for you to be able to, to sign up for that, uh, their next opportunity in October of, of 2022, application deadline September 12th, and the Academy start is October 3rd. And and take a look at, at what you're going to learn and what it takes to, to go through the Academy, and you can get all that information on that website. Again, it's UncommonSG.org. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break. We're going to ask him that question at the yeah. end, man. All the uniforms he's ever put on. And maybe it's a shirt and tie and, and, and being a manager or a, a butler polo. And uh, who knows? We'll find out. He gets to pick one out of the closet. He gets to relive that game one more time with that team, with that group. And uh, who do they play against? We'll ask Noah Weiss, the engagement associate of Uncommon Sports Group. This is Faith in the Zone. On 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bayview Shade and Blind. Here are your hosts, Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Kellner, only on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm just a nobody. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, my co-host. Each and every week, every, every, every week, man. Every I'm, week, every week, I'm he's out from, here. He's from Oklahoma, brother. <laughs> Oklahoma. Listen to that country music. I don't know what he listens to. I know he doesn't. Uh, he's Pastor Ken Keltner, Brookside Baptist Church. I know he didn't sing country music. I've heard <laughs> no. you sing, brother. Oh, you have, huh? You like that? I do. Yeah, like an angel. <laughs> like an angel. Remember, we're on faith in the zone, so I'm not supposed to lie. You don't sound like an angel. I'm just kidding. Our special guest. He is Noah Weiss, engagement associate uh, for Uncommon Sports Group. You know, we started this a couple of years ago, you know, and it was a one-time throwaway question that I keep asking because it, it's just really interesting. Get a lot of response from from some of the answers. If all the uniforms you've ever put on in your entire life, from Little League baseball or peewee football, uh, to when you stopped playing and competing, so that could be through Butler, um, and put them in a closet, you get to pick one uniform out. What uniform is it? Why did you pick that, and who do you play against? Yeah, that, that's a great question. Um, you know, I really thought through this, and I think the uniform I would pick is my freshman year at Butler as a manager. And the reason I picked that is it was a time in my life when I was truly uncertain about who I was and why I did what I did. I think when I look back at that first time I, I put on that suit and tie as a manager for the first home game, we actually played Kennesaw State, so I would say that that opponent would be the same opponent I'd like to go up against again. 
I, I wasn't sure why I was there. It was cool. I was mesmerized by the environment. But I didn't have a, a defined purpose. And now that I look back, I knew, or I know now that God was using that season of my life of being a manager at Butler to, to grow me closer to him, to, to bring me into a relationship with him. Um, I think knowing that at that time, it, it just changes the whole scene of, of what I look back at. So I'd say that um, to do the fact that it, it really was a transformational stage in my life, and it was the, the beginning of that stage. And I really praise God for that opportunity because it changed everything for me and brought me to this moment right now. And so, you know, as a manager, what, are, are you like on front row, right on court side during that whole game? Yeah, so we actually traded off responsibilities. There were like different zones you'd be in. So one was kind of by the student section, the other was in the locker room, and the other was on the bench. And so for that game, I was on the bench, so I wore the suit and tie like the coaches did, and I, I felt pretty professional, and it was a tremendous opportunity. We actually won that game by 30 points, so it was a good good start to my career at Butler. Hey, you know, um, as a guy who coached your kids, you were kind of like a manager. You were moving all over the court, all uh, over the whatever uh, gym we were floor, in. Uh, I mean, whatever, whatever I could do to help, help, help yeah. you out, Mike. Yeah, oh, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, you. Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you, Noah. Um, when when I coached his sons, and he hates when I say this, he wore three hats in my life. He's my friend. He's a parent. And he's the head pastor at the church I go to. So after games, when he'd come up and yell at me, I'd ask him, which which hat are you wearing today, pal? Because if it's my friend, get away from me. If it's a parent, don't talk to me for 24 hours. And if it's the head pastor at Brookside Baptist Church, yes, sir, no, sir. And he, oh, my goodness, that that our relationship. It, it, grew, it grew big time. Yeah, oh, it grew. It did. Hey, no, and you'll love this as a former manager. We, we, we won a big game, and uh, – it was a game that nobody thought we could win, and we won it. And before I got to the locker room, he said, "Man, you should have won that game by 15." <laughs> Do you know I cracked that? I cracked. I, I just took the the board I had and cracked it over my knee and threw it and said, "Hey, thanks for letting me enjoy this one, pal. I appreciate that." And we don't want to know the end of the story, it. so don't go. We yeah, don't have time. He came over for pizza <laughs> afterwards, and we had a great time. And he said, "You're right. We should have won by 15." Should have won by 15. <laughs> Our special guest today, guys, Noah Weiss, do yourself a favor and go to UncommonSG.org. UncommonSG, one word, dot org. And even more, go to the podcast, this young man. Uh, Noah, real quick, how old are you? I am 23 years old. 23. Bad. Pastor, he's 23. Uh, my, uh, you probably you probably could take me pretty quick to the bucket, yeah. you know, Noah. Man, it doesn't matter. He's 23. I have socks older than that. He is. Um, go to the Uncommon Podcast, the Uncommon Podcast, and and take a look at some of the issues that they're dealing with and some of the guests. And we're going to become friends, Noah and, and Pastor Ken and I. And there are guys that I've had on Faith in the Zone that I'm going to I'm going to send his way, and he's going to do the same. And, and Noah, anything you need from us, or if you're driving home. And you're coming through Wisconsin. Let us know because Pastor would love to buy you lunch. Yeah, I get, we, I, we got a place you could stay. And, yeah. and anytime you're on a three-on-three tournament, talk, <laughs> you, you got you and me and Mike. Yeah, he's an ex-football player. Just you know what? Set picks, pal. This is Faith in the Zone on twelve fifty AM. The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at eight AM and eight PM. 
To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip on a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus When Moses had stage fright And David brought a rock to a sword fight You picked 12 outsiders Nobody would have chosen And you changed the world Well, the moral of the story is Everybody's got a purpose You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.